Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find us online at pathtozion.com, on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, my wife has gone to great lengths over the course of the last year and a half of getting the podcast in every possible platform. So it's on iTunes, Spotify, um, man, I don't know, all these crazy places. How many options do we need, right? Well, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts and music. Um, let's see what else. You can also email us at um, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Anytime you want, let us know if you've got some questions, concerns, or as I'm always saying, challenges. If you don't agree with something we're saying, this is a, this is a place where that is okay, and not just okay, it's actually welcome. Come let us reason together. Let's talk. Let's discuss. Let's disagree. In humility. <laughs> um, so do that, won't you? Consider it. Uh, let's see, this morning I'm driving out. I'd like to say it's a beautiful sunrise. Right now, um, not really. <laughs> uh, crazy, foggy. I know the sun's up there somewhere because it is becoming a little bit more light. Oh, man. Days are getting shorter. This morning as I was getting my breakfast ready before heading out to go drive to a, a men's gathering... Um, man, I just had this feeling. We've had a couple cooler mornings back to back. And I can just feel it in me like before I know it, the house is going to be closed up. Fans will be off. Heat will be running. And it's going to be getting dark at 545. Oh, no. (laughs) I love fall now. But, man, I love long days. I love long days. I love days where you can be outside from 6 in the morning until 9 at night. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, seasons seasons come, seasons go. It's the pattern that Yahweh God spoke into existence, and so we say yes and amen. And obviously, obviously for our good, seasons play a major part in the function of our life and the cycle that it provides. Okay, so this morning... Just a little bit ago, I was just praying on my way out. Oh, man. I was just thanking the Lord for my wife. She's been sick the last couple of days. And any one of us who have a wife who serves us and our family, and you just don't have to do much around the house with like cooking and cleaning and all this and that, Holy cow, do you know, hopefully, (laughs) and rightfully value the role and function of our wives. You know, and I want to mention this just because I've thought of this the last couple days specifically. A couple years ago, my mother had a pretty severe stroke. And it thrust she and my, my dad into a way of life that they had never known before. Obviously, my dad is a man born in the late 40s, grew up in an era where, you know, good housekeeping type, Midwestern family life. 
I remember um, family gatherings with, with my grandparents. We went down there all the time, all the time. Um, and with my great-grandparents, they lived a block and a half away from my grandparents. Super small town, rural, cornfield, Illinois. Awesome, awesome memories. But I just remember how the mothers and grandmothers did all the, all the work when we would gather. They would obviously spend time in the kitchen cooking and baking, talking. I mean, hours. If we're talking about larger gatherings for, you know, holidays and stuff. And then we, the men and children would come in. We would all sit down and we would eat and we would just be beyond satisfied. We'd be, of course, indulgent. It's the American way, right? <laughs> and so we would all finish eating. And what would happen? Well, generally, the men and the children would go outside, if it was summertime, play wiffle ball, run around the yard. Smoke pipes. <laughs> and what were the women doing? They were laboring in the kitchen still. They had a little bit of a break during the time of eating, <laughs> which thankfully was a good long time for us because it was an awesome time of, of just sharing in family. And they would, they would clean everything else top to bottom. Now, then I got married. <laughs> I got married 20 years ago to a woman who said, now, what is it with you and your family about every time anything happens anywhere around the kitchen, like, the men kind of respond like, it's a plague. <laughs> Where are y'all going? Why do y'all just sit around? And apparently, you know, where she grew up, what she grew up within, primarily in Georgia, where it was where the men had a role in cleaning up after especially holiday events. They had a role, a function in the, in the kitchen in measure. And so that's just lighthearted memories. But we had those differences of upbringing and just functions of the family. That being said, the main point that I'm trying to insert here this morning is my father has been thrust into a position that's really hard. It's really challenging. His whole life, he didn't have to do any of those things. Didn't have to serve my mother in any capacity along the lines of housekeeping, food preparation, the mon somewhat mundane things of life were just a given. My mother did them all. And she did them well. And in that one moment of a medical emergency, their lives were turned upside down. And I've thought a lot about that over the last couple of days. In my house, as I have had a 1% experience of that. I'm having to cook, I'm having to clean, in measure, and it's just doing that alongside other things that are 
kind of demanding right now on the farm in the middle of summer. And an almost nine-year-old. And a podcast. And trying to record some video teachings. Man, I'm just kind of like <laughs> selfishly saying, Honey, can we pray for your healing again? I need you better. <laughs> if I'm not careful, that's my heart's thoughts instead of just compassion for her. Now, I'm going to get outside of where I want to go too far, so I've got to reel myself back in. The whole crux of what I'm talking about this morning, in, as I was praying for my wife, and I've, this is no revelation, I've, I've prayed this and I've thought about this for years. In the journey we've been on, I married a very strong woman. She used to manage stuff at offices, in Metro Atlanta, she used to do things for people who were really something. <laughs> and she's the one who can get it done. She's always been that way. She's very responsible. Very strong. Very able in herself. But the progression that I've seen in her over the last several years, five specifically is this journey into losing her identity in the right way. And let me explain, because in this age, I'm just going to tell you now clearly, without any hesitation, the strong woman, valiant woman, conquering warrior woman mindset of culture, of worldly culture, has infiltrated the church. That cookie cutter, if you will, has been placed on the the Christian woman and it's found a place and we use you know strong women of the Bible uh, books and Bible studies and warrior women of the Bible you know I'm not gonna go there defender of the home I just don't jive with that in the sense of any more than I jive with like I'm the defender of my family with an AK-47 and bulging biceps. That's not how I defend my family any more than my wife stands up and puts her foot down as a strong woman and demands you listen because she's the mama hen. No. It's a spiritual protection that's executed in a spiritual manner. That right there is a whole other podcast series that may be before us. We've got to understand how we function and how we operate as spiritual men and not merely in our natural ability to naturally stand up for ourselves and guard our children and guard our homes in some merely natural and carnal unction. We're spiritual men. We're spiritual women, fathers and mothers. So again, before I go off any further, I'm trying to keep myself reined in and I apologize. Kind of got a lot going on in my head, in my heart. But what I often think of towards her specifically, because of the journey she has deliberately stayed within to literally lay her life down to Yeshua Messiah through me, unto me. Now, boy, you, get, you start talking like this, here we are again, man. I can already hear. I can hear heads cocking a little to the side. Uh-huh. What? 
What are you saying? You're some mediator between God and your wife? You think you're... Whoa, easy now, see? Man, if anyone's thinking that, this is where the caution has to come and we have to be mature men. I'm not talking about a Messiah replacement where I'm somehow her mediator between herself and God, but friends, there is an order in our homes. There's got to be an order. Your wife should not be telling you what you're doing. Wives, you should not be telling your husbands, hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going as a family. I don't care what anyone says. It's not right. It's not the order of the home. It's not. It's so simple, but we're so far removed from that. Hey, don't you keep your wife down. She has a voice, you know. You can't stifle her voice. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, hey, snapping my fingers. Honey, silence. (laughs) You know your role. And that's what's funny is that's what a lot of people think when you start talking along these lines. I know firsthand. (laughs) But what I am talking about is our heart's posture. I'm always saying these matters have to be about our hearts. Our heart's posture. Her heart's position towards me is submission. Oh boy, does that... If there's a word in 2020 that humanity hates, it's submission. Submission. Oh boy. Don't you tell me what to do. Don't you lord over me. Don't you tell me how things are going to be. Don't, you know, submission. Read your Bible. It's all over the place. And where does it begin? The head of the home. Husbands. The order. A submitted husband unto the king of all kings can rightly be submitted to by his wife. In the order that the, that the God of all gods has put into place for our homes. And so in her willingness to submit herself, her will to me, and when we disagree... There's no, I, 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 no, I don't want to hear your words. I don't want to hear your opinion or your vantage point, but there is an understanding of a proper way for us in, in humility and self-control to actually prayerfully discuss things that we disagree on instead of bicker and banter back and forth on who's right. Man, I'm telling you, when my wife stopped responding to me with offense, even when I'm wrong, even when I'm wrong, everything in our home started changing. And, and, and husbands, listen to this. If, you, if anybody thinks in any way that this is just like, man, that would be awesome if I just said something my, and my wife just instantly did it. Oh man, it's not that simple. And it's surely not that easy. Why? Because when, when that starts happening in your home, the weight falls upon you, men. Because all of, the, all of the sudden, your decision-making matters because it rests on you. For example, you say something to your wife about your home, about your marriage, about your family, about any life circumstance, and there's disagreement. And your wife, humbly submitting to you and to the Lord, says, you know what, honey? Okay, I trust you. I trust that you're, 
You're going before the Father and you're praying and you're seeking His face. I trust you will go where you go. You know what happens? If that's truly coming from the heart and the peace and shalom of God is in your house, you, my friend, all of a sudden have the weight and responsibility to make absolute sure that that is, in fact, what the Lord is saying for you and your household to do. And that, and this, I mean, we could spend days talking about these things. But that's why these things change our homes. That's why submission and order and humility and then rightful confidence because you know what, honey? I've heard the word of the Lord. Follow me. Follow me. But here's the thing. Most of the church, when you look around, the woman, the wife could look to the husband. And he says, I don't know. What do you think? Or there's not even that. The woman, often in most homes, is the spiritual leader. And so everything's off from the beginning because the women are the ones reading and the women are the ones praying and the women are the ones who are pressing into the Lord while the husbands just cruise. So this is quite complicated, is it not? So what if we start with the men being responsible, growing up, being mature, taking their place. Because when I took my place and my wife saw that, she knew she could take hers. A lot of women, I would say, don't take their proper place because you, husband, have never taken your place for her to come alongside and under. And so the whole chain is off. But this morning as I was praying for my wife, and I'll bring this to a close here momentarily, is she has such an incredible reward waiting for her that I would say right now presently is greater than mine. She has such a great reward waiting for her because why? This man, this point, I've talked about this for years and I, I, would, love, I would love a platform to talk about this in such incredible measure. This is so valuable. This is precious gold right here, friends. This is of great value. And this overflows into how we raise our son as well. My wife is postured in humility and submission unto me, and therefore she is postured to be humble and submissive to the Father, to Yahweh God in much greater measure. Because in the natural, she's choosing to lower herself, abandon her will, and follow me. She is more ready to say yes to the Lord than I am. She's more postured by function of life to submit to the will of the Father because she practices a life of, sub of submission, a life of submission to me. It's the same with our son. It's the pattern of an ordered home. So what is an ordered home then? Well, an ordered home is functioning with Christ, Yeshua Messiah as the head, the husband is under the head in absolute submission himself and trusting himself and his entire household, decisions, activity, teaching, training, submitting ourselves to the Lord. 
individually communing with the Father, studying, preparing things to teach your your wife and your, your children who are dependent upon you. Now, how dependent they are is different in every household, I'm sure, and debatable, I guess, to what extent. But are we not teaching and training our children something at all times? Even if it's throwing them a video or uh, some sort of video game, we're training them, we're teaching them, we're teaching them something at all times. Oh, friend, let it be, if you're a, a husband and a father, let it be to train your children with direction and precision. I believe we're in an age, among many things, where casual Christianity has got to come to an end. We are instructed to train our children, our households, when they rise up to when they lie down. We have much to learn. We have much to learn. We have to mature. We have to grow up. We have to take responsibility as husbands, as, as wives. As children, if, if you are a teenager listening to this, obey your parents. Man, that took me forever to understand and to actually do. Honor people over you. You need help. We all need someone above us to help us, to teach us what they know, to instruct us. So friends, there's much for us to do. Isn't that, our, isn't that always the, the culmination of, of these episodes here on the podcast? I feel like every broadcast ends with, oh, we've got to learn, we've got to mature, we've got to change. Now is the time we've got to seek the Lord while He may be found. So in light of what we've talked about today, the power of submission. Man, my wife and I have talked, oh my gosh, this whole calendar year about should we give ourselves to doing a study, she and I together, and we've done it in measure, but we've not come together to do it in fullness, to do a podcast, probably video series about submission. Because I'm just, I'm not bragging, it's all the work of the Lord, but like, my wife gets that. She gets that in a way I've not seen elsewhere in others. I've just not. She gets submission. She wasn't born with it. <laughs> she didn't have it when we were dating. She didn't have it when we were engaged. She didn't have it when we were married. She didn't have it after we were married 10 years. But when she was born again, when she was truly regenerated, something in her so dramatically shifted she wanted to find her place. She wanted to. And the Lord, in His faithfulness, in His kindness, in His goodness, He led us there. Not to an end all. 
He led us there, and now He's leading us further into submission and order of our homes. Man, we're going to revisit this for sure. This is just a little bit, a little foretaste maybe of what's ahead of us to talk about biblical submission. Don't be afraid, friend. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid you're going to lord over your wife and you're just going to be a horrible, controlling husband who just demands a robotic response from your wife. No, don't be afraid. Wives, don't be afraid that all you're going to do is be a voiceless, powerless nobody with no say in anything. Man, this takes time to unpack. Oh boy, does this take time. We don't have it today. We will come back to talk about the power of submission in greater measure. Visit us at uh, pathtozion.com. Visit us online at YouTube. Find some videos there. Send us an email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you would like to interact with us in any way. If you would like us to come to where you are, we want to do it. Drop us a line. Let us know your experience on your journey as we all, what, rediscover the ancient way. Thank you for listening today. Amen.